Let's get a check of the business news. Uh, Yuka Roya joins me now. Hi there, Yuka. Hi, Tom. Um, long queues at petrol stations right across France as this uh, fuel shortage continues. Well, the problem is caused by uh, strikes at Total Energy and at refineries of ExxonMobil. Total runs nearly a third of petrol stations here in France, and many of them are running dry. Drivers are increasingly frustrated, and the government has been forced to dip into its strategic reserve. Kerry Scarland has more. As the fuel at this petrol station runs out, patience of desperate motorists runs thin. On the outskirts of Paris, it's one of the few service stations open in the area. It's hell. Several stations I went to had no petrol. I've been waiting an hour and a half here. We were scared we would break down, so we've been driving around. We tried five stations this morning. In Lille, in the country's north, some have resorted to crossing into Belgium. I even thought of going to Belgium, because I've been looking at the fuel app for three days. Today I didn't have class. I came here, but I've been waiting for an hour. About a third of France's service stations are experiencing shortages, as industrial action at Total Energy coincides with strikes at two ExxonMobil refineries. Total workers want a 10% pay increase to help cope with inflation, pointing to the $10.6 billion net profit the company made in the first half of this year. On Sunday, the petrol giant offered to bring forward annual pay talks if employees ended their strike, but the CGT union called the proposal a form of blackmail. For the moment, management has just made an announcement that tries to shift responsibility to the strikers. We have no guarantee that we will get any concrete measures. More than 60% of the country's refining capacity has been taken offline by the walkouts, driving up diesel prices and prompting France to increase fuel imports. Amid the latest escalation in the war in Ukraine, prices of wheat surged to their highest level since June at the Chicago Commodity Exchange. This amid fears that the renewed tensions could further disrupt grain shipments from Black Sea ports. Meanwhile, the United Nations is hopeful that a deal on exporting grains from Ukraine will be extended for a year as its expiry date in November draws closer. The agreement, brokered by the UN and Turkey, allows the export of Ukrainian grain blocked by the war and the export of Russian food and fertilizers despite Western sanctions. Here's the UN's humanitarian chief, Martin Griffiths, speaking earlier. We need to have a certain kind of certainty on the Black Sea operation. Our view in the UN is that uh, we, of course, should seek its re renewal, and I'm reasonably confident that we will see it, and I'll come back to that. I'll see that happen, but also that it needs to go beyond a four-month cycle. It's an important measure that was agreed to assist the global south and the food security interest, even at a time of great uh, distress and war in Ukraine, a war that should never have happened and is causing great suffering for the people there. Britain's embattled finance minister has brought forward the publication date for the government's economic plan and growth forecast by almost a month to try and calm markets. The plan had been due out on November the 23rd, but will now be published on October the 31st. Last month, Kwasi Kwarteng triggered a meltdown of the British pound and government bonds when he announced a mini-budget involving massive tax cuts and increases in borrowing, with no details on how they would be funded. 
The announcement to fast-track the economic plan comes as the Bank of England said it would double the maximum size of bonds it can buy each day under the emergency programme launched in the wake of the market turmoil. That would mean the central bank could buy up to £10 billion worth of long-term bonds per day until the scheme expires on Friday. Well, the UK government's attempt hasn't been successful in assuaging investor concerns, with the British pound trending lower once again at below $1.11. European stocks finished the day mildly down, as you can see there. In the US, it's a federal holiday, but Wall Street markets are open, with all three uh, main indices uh, trading in negative territory, uh, with the Nasdaq particularly hard hit. And among the biggest losers on the Nasdaq is electric car maker Rivian, which fell about 10% today. On Friday, the Amazon-backed firm recalled about 13,000 cars due to a possible technical issue that could cause a driver to lose steering control. The recall applies to almost all of the vehicles the company has, has delivered since it started selling last year. Staying in the auto industry, Renault and Nissan have started discussing how to reshape their alliance. The talks include potential investment by the Japanese carmaker into Renault's new electric vehicle venture. In return, the French group may consider selling some of its stake in Nissan from the current 43%. Nissan, in turn, has a 15% stake in Renault. The French state also holds 15% of the company. The French dominance of the alliance has long been a point of contention for the Japanese carmaker, which wants to be equal partners. Three American economists, including the former head of the U.S. Federal Reserve, have been awarded this year's Nobel Prize for Economics for their research on the role of banks in financial crises. Former Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke was credited with laying the groundwork for how governments respond to crises through his work on the Great Recession of the 1930s. Douglas Diamond and Philip Divig worked on a theoretical model which explains why bank runs take place, which could result in the lender collapsing. Following the noble announcement, Diamond warned central banks today against withdrawing too much liquidity from the market. Part of this, I mean, raising interest rates is sort of another name for withdrawing liquidity from the system, and this thing's called quantitative tightening, is definitely withdrawing liquidity from the system. So runs are particularly problematic. Fear of fear itself runs, self-fulfilling prophecy runs, are particularly problematic when there's not much liquidity in the system. So apart from all of the just uncertainty because of like the war in Ukraine and things like that, uh, just the with withdrawal of liquidity, I think central bankers have to be careful about the rate at which they withdraw it. Otherwise, they will see you know, financial crises that tie their hands and prevent them from doing the, the macroeconomic things they want to do. So this a warning to central bankers around the world from the new laureate of the Nobel Economics Prize. Well, thank you very much indeed for that update. Yuka Roya, thank you so much. I'll be back in a couple of minutes with the top stories. Stay with us here on France 24.